the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. How'd you do in week one? Are you up uh, multiple units? Uh, did you oh, re- yeah. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I, I am. Oh, yeah. I, I'm doing well. You're doing well. I recouped all of the units lost on Saturday. Stupid college football. Uh, that was a topsy-turvy upside down. But cats got rescued in Miami, and that's all I care about. I'm not a cat guy. So, I mean, not that I wanted to wish any harm on the lovely feline, but, you know, just I'm not really a cat guy, Brad. So, you know, I didn't quite get as excited about that one. But it was a real good America moment. So, you know, yes. that was good. Yes, that's right. Capturing uh, a cat that uh, was falling potentially to its death in the American flag. Uh, one of the nine lives spent by that feline. But, yeah, it was. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, cue the Lee Greenwood. I'm proud to be an American. That's exactly what I felt when I saw that video as it was making the viral rounds on Saturday. Sunday, of course, was very good to Lundy and I, so let's put a cherry on top of this Sunday, my friend. We got one game left on the docket on this Monday night football opener, and we got the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Sin City. Uh, The Ravens laying four, the total at 50 and a half. Give me a pick on the side and give me a game score prediction, hombre. Uh, on the side, I will take uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I will go ahead and give up those four points. I just I don't think this offensive line for the Raiders is going to hold up uh, against a team that's going to want to blitz and try to cause Derek Carr as many headaches as humanly possible, uh, both figuratively and literally. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling they're going to come after him early and often, and I just don't trust the way that that offensive line has been built so far in Vegas. So uh, give me Baltimore minus the four. Give me a final score of 27-17. So tucking comfortably under the uh, total which right now is at 50 and a half. You know, I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I'm going to go the exact opposite here. I'm going to take the Raiders in the points. I think Baltimore wins this game straight up, but that four scares a Jesus out of me. I think it's going to be a field goal victory uh, for these visiting birds. So I'm going to say 27-24 Baltimore. Uh, so I'm slightly over at 51. And again, I'm taking Vegas plus the four. So you and I agree to disagree on that one, but we don't care about the side, really. We don't care about the total. We care about props, and we got a gazillion of them. Let's get to them right now on this Manic Monday edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, let's start off with the tight end position here, and uh, there's going to be a pair of tight ends discussed because they are really going to be a couple of stars on the field tonight. Uh, there at the Darth Vader Dome. I- I'm going to take the over on Mark Andrews. 56 and a half receiving yards, minus 120, juiced up a little bit, at DraftKings. Now, you see what Vegas did against a tight end position a season ago. 76 catches they gave up in total, 857 yards and six touchdowns. A handful, in fact, uh, seven tight ends, whatever this number against them, last year. Uh, and Andrews went over this seven times in just 14 games. Now, Andrews... Uh, a guy that sticks out like a sore thumb inside the red zone with 17 total red zone targets. That was tied in seven last season. But what's important to this wager, it's all about the target share, man. 25.4% is what he recorded in 2020. I got trust issues with some of the other vertical assets on this Baltimore Ravens team. Remember, no Rashad Batemans. He got Hollywood Brown. Really, he lives in downtown Yuba. Does not belong with the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. 
Uh, but, you know, you look at some of the other options there. Sammy Watkins, it is week one for Sammy Watkins. So, what is this, a three-touchdown game for him? I guess that's possible. <laughs> but uh, this is lackluster pretty much across the board, in my estimation, with the exception of Andrews, who is a steady Eddie. And I think he hits 60 yards through the air tonight. So, fade or follow, Mark Andrews over 56.5 receiving yards, minus 120 at DraftKings. Get paid and then cash the ticket on the field. That's what Mark Andrews needs to do. Yes, Brad, I agree with you. I think he gets over up over 60. I think he could even be pushing 70 yards. I think this is a comfortable one that hopefully he gets up and above maybe in the third quarter, and then the book goes ahead and pays you before the mm. game's done, and then, mm. bam, you place a live bet. Man, all of it yeah. just starts snowballing downhill. I say that as though maybe that may have been something that happened to me <laughs> yesterday uh, as I just was living uh, with a giant grin on my face as week one has been good to me so far let's see if it'll continue tonight yes andrews over on the yards no doubt oh keep that arousal level up andrews number four all right let's go to las vegas raiders let's talk about a player we're not even thinking about uh nor will you maybe see do a whole lot on the field tonight that is hunter renfro the slot man for this franchise, give me the under on 38 and a half receiving yards, minus 115. Got this one at points bet. You look at Renfro last season, uh, 11.7 yards per catch. That was wide receiver 74. So a guy that nickel and dimes you when he does get opportunities. He was wide receiver 41, kind of lackluster in yards per route run. And he was under this. Uh, total on again on the 38 and a half and nine of 16 games. We know that Waller is the baller vertically for this team. Brian Edwards generated a ton of buzz uh, throughout training camp, and they got to get Henry Ruggs going, but he is more or less an, an all or nothing receiver down the field. And out of the slot, Mar- uh, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Humphrey usually mans that area of the field for the Ravens 0.95 yards per snap and a 79.5 pass rating allowed. In that position last season, he may get some uh, Tavin Young as well, who uh, played you know adequately uh, when he saw the field minimally last year before he exited due to injury. So Hunter Renfro under thirty eight point five receiving yards, minus one fifteen points. Bad fader follow. I will follow this one as well. As you said, a name that you probably weren't thinking about prior to the podcast and one that you won't be thinking about <laughs> later tonight. Uh, I think we that's hope. Actually pretty, we hope. We hope. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's pretty accurate. I do think he's going to grab a couple of catches. I just don't see the yards going along with it. And so that 38 and a half just feels too high for me for Renfro in this particular matchup. I think he's going to have some games that he's got opportunities, but this is not going to be one of them against this Baltimore defense. I think there's just too much going on right now that's going to keep him tucked underneath that number fade on hunter renfro number three all right uh, let's now follow a different member of this las vegas raiders team and i'm taking the over on darren waller and this is a hefty number lundy but i think he can break out the lumber on this one at plus odds give me the over six and a half catches plus 115 at Caesars Sportsbook. Uh, the reason why I love Waller, obviously it's all about volume. And like Spinal Tap style, he's always got to crank to 11. A 28.7% target share last season. That was number one among all tight ends. If you lump together wide receivers with tight ends, for fantasy devices, he was a top 10 guy because he could stretch the field. He's number two in total air yards. And as well, Derek Carr is a pretty accurate quarterback. So, you know, Carr, when targeting Darren Waller, posted a 110 flat passer rating and Waller last season was tied in 15 and catchable target rate so 
Uh, you look at uh, what he did a season ago, consistently going over this number. Uh, actually did it in seven of 16 games, uh, so right around half of the time. Uh, but you look at Baltimore, uh, the ninth most receptions allowed to the tight end position last season, 82 in total, but only three dudes, Travis Kelsey, not one of them, went over this number. Uh, I know it's a tough threshold to get to, but again, I'm getting seduced by the juice here. Waller is a centerpiece of this vertical scheme for John Gruden, and I think Chucky's going to be dialing him up early and often. So give me Waller over six and a half catches, plus 115 at Caesars. Lundy, does he get to seven? Fade or follow? Just like me at 2.30 in the morning in Vegas, I'm fading. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. I'm going to fade on this one because I think he's going to finish right at six. You talked about it's his tough. number last season, um, the fact that he did it in seven out of the 16 games. And what's crazy, Brad, as you know, is sometimes when he does it, he just obliterates it. I mean, he, he had does. 13 catches last year against the Jets. He had 12 in a game against the Saints early on in the 2020 campaign. Uh, so he's perfectly capable of hitting the double digits. But I also believe that Harbaugh and company know that, and they're Therefore, can try to zone in on him as much as possible. They're not going to be able to hold him down. He's going to get the he's going to get the ball. Carr is going to find a way to get it to him. But I feel like this is going to be six right on the nose. And therefore, Captain Hook is going to keep you from getting seduced by that juice. Uh, hopefully, the lucky sevens will come up on the old slot machine for your boy. Stick around for our top plays on Monday Night Football: Ravens and Raiders plus. Bonus time. Number two. All right, let's get to our top plays here, Lundy. And I'm going to start with an anytime touchdown for a guy that is now vaulted into the starting lineup. And according to Harbaugh and company, he's going to get every opportunity to cement his standing as the top running back on the depth chart. I'm talking about Tyson Williams. A kid that uh, has not played a meaningful snap in the NFL. Last season was on the practice squad because he was recovering from a knee injury, which is contagious right now in Baltimore as, you know, J.K. Dobbins out with an ACL. Gus Edwards, same injury he's done for the year. Uh, Justice Hill, signed RSC later. So in the next man up league, Williams is that guy. And at 5'11", 220 pounds, runs a 4'5", 340-yard dash. I think he's got a viable skill set to seize the reins here and not relinquish them. He had a 3.42 yak per attempt mark in the preseason and four seven missed tackles on 24 attempts. So guy's got some wiggle. He's got the brawn. He's exceptional in pass protection, could catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got a legitimate three-down skill set. And you look at this Vegas front, according to Pro Football Focus, they were projected to be number 26 in terms of overall defensive line rankings. Very thin on the interior portion of that line. Last season, uh, that was front and center as they gave up 4.76 yards per carry, 106.4 rush yards per game to running back. So I think Tyson Williams, with some of that RPO action, defense is king on Lamar Jackson near the goal line. He's going to get ball the belly, and he is going to power his way across the chalk for six. So at plus 150, I'm hoping this one cashes in at DraftKings. Vader, follow. I will follow because I'm going to get seduced by the juice on this. We'll talk about an anytime touchdown when we get into bonus time here for me. But the fact that we're up at plus 150 on this one, 
this is one that I can get behind because, as you said, they want him to be the guy. Hell, they need him to be the guy because they're running out of guys. Uh, so they're going to have to have him try to come through as much as possible. And I think they are going to give him every opportunity. And I think he can do this against the Raiders. I understand it's going to be rocking. I understand it's finally the opening of this stadium for an actual sporting event, for an actual football game, et cetera. But I, I think despite all of that, Baltimore is going to be able to control this game, as I said. And because of that, I'll take the anytime only because you got me with plus 150. Oh, yeah. Tyson, get us that TD. Number one. Oh, speaking of TD, and we talked about this early in the week, Lundy, and this is what we always preach here on the Faith of Noise podcast. You have got to get early to lock and load some of the extraordinary values that are out there in the player props market. And when I saw Lamar Jackson's anytime touchdown prop begin to populate across legal sports books, I pounced like a panther. And jumped on it at plus 120 at DraftKings. That line has come way down. At DraftKings, I believe it's like minus 140. I saw it Fandle. It's minus 155. There is still one book, though, that has this grossly underpriced, and that is points bet. And it is at minus 110. So I'm going to go back to the well and say Lamar Jackson splashes six with the legs. Or dare I say he catches a pass because that would also count. Uh, wouldn't that be hilarious if he threw a ball, gets batted up in the air, he caught it, Lundy, and then ran it in. That would be a fantasy bonanza and would also cash a ticket for us. Uh, this is a guy last season, 159 rush attempts, 10.6 attempts per game. He had 32 red zone attempts. That was second only Cam Newton in that category. He had seven rushing touchdowns in total. We know the electricity uh, that, uh, you know, exude from every porous on his body in the open field. Now, uh, you look at uh, the rushers uh, as quarterbacks uh, last season that got – uh, into the end zone with their legs. There's only five. It was uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Sam Darnold, Justin Herbert, and of all people, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady had a rushing TD on a sneak against Vegas last season. I think Lamar Jackson easily hits the pile. And this could be a multi-TD game. Would not at all shock me tonight as he is going to have uh, a bonanza of points on the board. So fade or follow, action Jackson to hit the old end zone, minus 110, available at points bet. You've got him catching a touchdown. Man, sure, why not? For any, why not? You're just you're digging. 101 like, odds. Hey, Give it to me right now. Let's go. Let's have some fun. All right, I'll follow on this one, obviously. And again, people, you got to jump on things early uh, to take advantage of uh, before the uh, juice gets the best of you. And speaking of jumping on things early, uh, that's going to happen here in bonus time. Oh, oh, a little foreshadow. Well, let's go ahead and give uh, our listeners the payoff, Lundy. Bonus time. What do you got? Well, I told you uh, I wanted to get another anytime touchdown in there. I'm actually going to take Mark Andrews for that anytime touchdown oh, plus nice. 110. Uh, it is plus numbers. It's a plus 110. I had kind of expected uh, for that to be even money. I sort of yeah. expected a plus 100, but there's a little bit of juice in your favor uh, on that one. So I'm going to take a plus 110 on Mark Andrews for the anytime touchdown. Then I said, get on things early. Brad, courtesy of our friend Todd Furman, do you know who? is now 22-3 and three against the spread in road starts, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, baby! And therefore, Denver at Jacksonville next Sunday has already been posted. Denver right now minus six. Oh, and if you shop oh, around, oh. Brad, if you shop around, FanDuel has it at a minus 104. What? Uh, Denver minus six. People, 
jump on this now. This will be another double-digit win for the Broncos. Uh, it's minus 115 at DraftKings. It's minus 104 at FanDuel. You can shop around on this. I saw Caesars had it at minus 10, 110, but FanDuel's got it for you early. Folks, do it before this line moves. Denver is going to throttle the Jaguars this upcoming Sunday. Trust me. And then, Brad, I've said all along here in bonus time, I don't want to leave our baseball fans out in the cold, so here's two for you. One, a two-legger. Give me San Francisco on the run line plus one and a half Mm -hmm. give me the Dodgers on their run line minus one and a half that's a plus 176 payday and on the strikeout prop how about Jake Odorizzi we will take him to go over four and a half strikeouts against Texas he has done it in three of his last four outings and he's done it in two of three turns against the Rangers this season well I'm glad you're uh, taking the ball and towing the rubber because uh, I totally forgot that sport exists right now because I'm so locked and loaded you've got those blinders on right now for the hundred yard game yeah, well, listen, uh, hold on to your seat here because the blinders are, are definitely on. Uh, I have a kicker prop, Lundy. What? Yes. What? Hey, yeah, I, I, apparently they are people, I have learned over the weekend. Uh, so I am taking the over on 42 and a half longest field goal made in this game between the Ravens and the Raiders. Minus 115 at DraftKings. You can find it under game props on this one. Uh, why? It's Justin Tucker. He went over uh, 42 and a half uh, on the field goal line nine times last season, and Daniel Carlson did it seven times. Somebody is going to hit a long field goal, probably a 50-yarder in this game, and seal the victory for yours truly. So I like that one. And, oh, let's do an IDP prop, shall we? Again, I'm getting creative here. Let's do it. I like it. K.J. Wright, uh, now a member of the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to take the over three and a half tackles. It's juiced up to minus 140, but I'm willing to pay it. Available at DraftKings. Last season with the Seahawks, he did this in 12 of 17 games, including the playoffs. So I think KG Wright going to be on the field, going to be busy. And especially, that's a guy that's likely going to get a ton of Mark Andrews in coverage. Uh, so when those connections are made between Jackson to Andrews, which I think are going to be frequent tonight, uh, Wright's going to be the guy more than likely who's going to get the first opportunity to try to take the big man down. So I love the over on three and a half tackles, and I doubly love uh, the Denver Broncos at minus six. Uh, Urban Meyer already you, unhinged, according to uh, inside reports. And I've, I've said this before, Meyer's going to get shit canned by week 10. Has to. Or he's just going to say, oh, my head hurts. I got to walk away. That's what's going to happen. He's going to suddenly get COVID exposure um, and just stay home. Um, And I'm using the air quotes in that. And I don't mean to joke about COVID, but at the same time, I could totally see him come up with some reason why he can no longer be there uh, because he is uh, he's learning quickly that this is not the college game. uh, And that is the reason why I am all over Denver I mean, folks, I just did a four-unit bet this morning on FanDuel when I saw that line. That's how confident I am that the Broncos are going to smash Jacksonville on Sunday. That's a great call, my man. So jump in on that value early before the line explodes uh, by game time. Probably going to be at least 7.5 would be my estimation. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Chavos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? Enjoy. Enjoy Monday Night Football, and as always, we're off tomorrow back on Wednesday. Feed or follow, that is up to you. Feed the noise.